Hey guys, and welcome back to the Wrestled Through Podcast. I'm your host, Austin Prince. And really, this episode is going to be a bit different. I know in episode one we talked about it's going to be primarily based around topics and things that we see in the church, whether it's worship songs, what we see from a pulpit. And really, I I just want to run over. I just want to preface what wrestle through actually means. I know that sounds silly, but I feel like we use the term wrestle with in the wrong context and we actually don't know what it means. So we're going to talk about wrestling. Biblically, what does it look like? Looking at scripture alone with that in mind, how can we actually wrestle? Let's get it. Have you ever found yourself listening to worship songs and having questions about the lyrics being used? or even seeing something from a stage or a pulpit that makes you scratch your head and question the motives? Or what about just reading scripture and trying to work it into your life practically? Well, to be honest, you're not alone. So many Christians are questioning things that they see in the church that don't necessarily line up with scripture and even having trouble applying biblical principles to their life. And this presents a huge problem How can we wrestle through these things and grow our faith? And how can we know what scripture really says? Well, join me, Austin Prince, each week as we discuss these things and find biblical principles that we can wrestle through. Alrighty, guys. Let's get into it. So the whole premise of this episode would be wrestling. So wrestling with God. And I believe that people use wrestling in the wrong sense. So maybe they don't understand what wrestling actually means or they use it thinking that it indicates, you know, God's working his scripture out according to how I feel versus God's working his scripture out in me. So I want to really dive into this idea, and I think the best place to do it would be in Genesis 32, where we see Jacob actually wrestle with God. And I think think there's some stuff in the background of this story that God's just been really stirring in me and, and just illuminating the idea of what wrestling means. What is it like to wrestle with God? What is it like to wrestle with Scripture? So I want to just kind of dig into that with you guys and and if you look if you look in genesis 32 towards the end of that chapter you see that we get to the heading of jacob wrestle with god and i believe that starts out in verse 22 and it goes to 32 so within that within that text we see jacob actually wrestling with god and jacob's whole intent was to get a blessing because he feared for esau he was scared to go back to esau he heard esau was on his way and he's crap in his pants i mean i would too like if i cheated my brother of course i'd be freaking out if he was coming towards me because i think he'd be after my head but i i think there's a clear indication from this text of what wrestling with god actually is and i would even say we could use the word grapple so if anyone is in you know close quarter combatives or if anybody's into jujitsu brazilian jujitsu any type of submission you, you know when you grapple, the whole purpose is for one party to be dominant over the other. And that's similar when we wrestle with God. However, I, I think we get lost in wanting to be the dominant member in, in that bout. And what God has been showing me is that 
we can learn what wrestling with God, wrestling with scripture actually looks like from how Jacob is wrestling with God. And it's, it's almost like in this bout where Jacob is wrestling with God in the flesh, it, it's almost like God is toying with him. And I only say that not because God is manipulative or he's demonstrative or anything like that, but because it literally takes one touch for God to knock Jacob's hip out of socket. And then he's completely jacked up for the rest of his life because of it. And I think that's similar to how God works with us in Scripture. Almost as if he's very tender and gentle with us as we lean into his Scripture and things begin to be exposed, agendas, ideals, all these things begin to just kind of fade away. And I think that's the that's the cool part about this passage is that you see Maybe maybe toying with him is the wrong word. Maybe it's God just being gentle with Jacob. Even though we serve a holy God and he's powerful and mighty and, and just awe-inspiring, he is gentle with his with his children. He is gentle with his creation. And as he's as he's wrestling with Jacob, and you know, Jacob's not letting him go, not letting him go. It reminds me of why I grapple with things, why I wrestle with things. And the intent of me wrestling with topics or the intent of me wrestling with ideals is not so I can impose my own ideals, unimpose my own demands on Scripture. The, the intent of wrestling and grappling with the Word of God is to be put into submission. And that's a hard topic. I feel like so many of us are more worried about being in control and having the right say-so or knowing enough or interpreting good enough to where we begin to fall on these outliers of Scripture and we begin to manipulate and interpret them the way that we want to justify a cause or to justify a point of view. In reality, our role is not to justify positions, but rather to be in submission to God's position. And that's, that's hard to talk about because submission in itself, submission, you can mention submission in today's culture and people will wig the heck out. However, I think we've lost the beauty of submission. It's similar to how a husband and a wife are supposed to submit, submit to one another. And we read in Ephesians, you know, husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And the whole purpose of submission is not uh, is not a power trip. It's not, I, I'm going to do me and you just follow. We submit because we know that the tenderness of God, uh, coupled with His holiness, coupled with His love, coupled with His judgment, all of these things are beautiful and they, they do well for us to appreciate and chase after them. You know, Christ became a servant for us. That, that act of service, that servant leadership, we all talk about servant leadership. That act of servant leadership is kind of the directive of how we're supposed to interact with Scripture. That Scripture is supposed to lead us. And we know that, that the nature of God is servant leadership because of His manifestations, because of His miracles, and because of Christ. Christ came to serve and die, become a curse for us, and then resurrected and Look Look where we are now. We have a Bible that is sufficient in all things. We have doctrines that have been pulled from Scripture because Scripture lays out clear ideas. And we see that that's God's heart is, is servant leadership. 
And when we see that, when we realize that, we know that when we submit to Scripture, it's because of His nature. It's because of His love. It's because of His kindness. It's because of His tenderness that we can submit to Scripture and know that this is good. It's okay to submit to Scripture. It's okay to have your agenda jacked up. It's okay to have your ideals changed. Because at the end of the day, when we wrestle with Scripture, it's not a means to prove a point, but it's a means of sanctification. It's a means of becoming more Christ-like with every step. And I don't think that that's a prominent ideal. I think more pastors approach the pulpit with, well, I've got a message, and my message is from God, and this is how I interpret Scripture. And I think there's a little bit of a danger when we do that. There's a danger in listening to how men interpret Scripture versus how the Spirit has intended for us to interpret Scripture. And the Spirit will be the same. This We saw serve the same Spirit. So as, as revelations in Scripture happen, not Revelation the last book, but as, in, as revelations of, of God's character happen, like they've happened for thousands of years, it will be of one spirit. You won't have conflicting views. You won't have incongruent ideals, according to Scripture. Because I think as a culture, we're really good at twisting and turning and trying to, <laughs> trying to excuse away things in Scripture rather than submitting. And that's because we don't want to wrestle with God. We want to assert our position over God. Well, you've given me this word, so I'm going to interpret it through my own lens, and I'm going to be domineering, or I'm going to be, I'm going to demonstrate my free will as a person in interpreting this scripture. And in reality, that's not our role. Our role is to just be submissive to the authority of scripture, submissive to its sufficiency in all things. It, it, it blows me away that more pastors use books outside of Scripture, even books that aren't technically Christian from a pulpit, rather than using the Word of God. Something seems off. It's almost like people have gotten soft when it comes to wrestling with God or become soft with realizing that grappling with God ultimately ends up in our submission to His Word, not to our understanding of it, but to His Word. And that goes back to Proverbs, lean not on your own understanding. God's ways are higher than ours. That's absolutely right. And I think that's the beauty of servant leadership is when you, when you look at Jesus' life and you look at the sacrifice and the resurrection and everything that He's done for us, the atonement of sins, paying the penalty on our behalf, we should be able to look at those things that we don't understand and lean in and say, all right, God, I see that you are for me. I see what you've done for me. I know that there is an assurance in Christ. I know that your scripture is sufficient and valid, and it's scripture alone that you use to communicate to your people. I'm going to be okay with not knowing. I'm going to be okay with wrestling with a topic. And it's sad. That's sad that we've missed it. That's sad that we've gotten to a position where we don't want to wrestle with God. And I ultimately think we don't want to wrestle with God because we're afraid of being wrong. And from my point of view, grappling and wrestling with God, grappling and wrestling with the Word, being shown that I'm wrong is the most beautiful thing. 
is the most loving thing that I think God can do. Because uh, just going to try not to preach. I'm sorry. <laughs> but if you look in, in, in Ezekiel, uh, around Ezekiel 20 through 23, God all the time talks about, I'm going to repay you. I'm going to put what you've done back on your head. And that's terrifying. That is absolutely terrifying that as deceitful and wicked as I am at my core, the sum of all evil is within my nature, that that would come back and it would fall on my own head. That is just terrifying. However, wrestling with Scripture, being able to lean in and wrestle with God and being told that you're wrong or being told that you don't have a sufficient understanding, that you're not comprehending what the Spirit was trying to give to us in this moment when, when, when Scripture was being revealed to the prophets or to the apostles. It's reassuring that God's not going to let you, if you're His child, He's not going to let you wander off into mystery. Wrestling with Scripture allows the Spirit to keep you, to keep you in the fold, to keep you in the conversation, to keep you with wrestling. What's more scary is that when we wander off into myth and there's no detection, when we wander off into New Age, being Spirit-led only, not being Spirit-led through the Scripture, but being Spirit-led alone, we wander off this New Age movement and that's scary when there's not, when there's not a, a bounce back from the Spirit saying, hey, come back. Hey, listen, you're going the wrong way. So I rest and I am joyous in the fact that I can be wrong, that God can still use Scripture to prove me wrong. And that just assures me that His love is great. It's all the time. The New Testament talks about you will know that you are His children based off of correction. And we've we've gotten so scared of correction. I think that's also why we don't wrestle with God is we're scared of correction when correction is actually a seal of sonship and daughtership. Resting in correction is more freeing than trying to impose an ideal upon God's word that will just leave you exhausted and burnt out. And I think that's that exemplifies the love of God more than a worship song, more than a text, but that He is willing to come into our lives through the Scriptures and direct us and guide us and, and prune us in a way that allows us for, for new growth and allows us to be wrong. Because sometimes those dead things that are on us have to be cut off for us to grow and bear fruit. And I think that's the beauty of wrestling with Scripture, understanding that it's not your ideals that you're trying to prove. It's understanding that it's not your will that you're trying to impose upon God, but that every moment that you wrestle with Scripture, God is being tender with you and trying, trying to show you what His Word actually means. And in that moment when He touches your hip, when He places His hand upon you, and, the, and it drops... Your eyes are open. That it makes the wrestling and the pain and the hurt and the struggle so worth it. Being able to submit to God's word, see my failures, see my shortcomings, see my bad interpretation, and rest and know that my Father cares for me enough to tell me that I'm wrong and show me what's right. And that's that's 
what I believe wrestling is. And I think that's the beauty in wrestling with Scripture. Just being okay with being wrong. And being okay with not knowing everything. And ultimately, being okay submitting to God, knowing that He is greater and wiser and more perfect than I could comprehend and that He guides His children, He guides His elect, He guides His flock in the direction towards correction in His Spirit. And ultimately that leads to His love, His holiness, His tenderness, just like the process of sanctification, becoming more like Him. The more that He corrects us, the more and more we get closer to Jesus. Mm. But be okay with being wrong. Be okay with wrestling. And be okay submitting to Scripture. Alrighty, y'all. That's all I got. Peace.